Gorbachev tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our guest segment. We're super excited to have back one of our favorite guests. It's been a few months since he was with us. His name is L.A. Marzuli. Now, if you want to find out more about him, if this is a, a new name to you, you must be living under a rock. But his website you want to go to is lamarzuli.wordpress.com. That's his blog, but then there's links there to all of his videos, all of his books, where his speaking engagements are. And he's with us now for the next uh, 40 minutes or so. And uh, L.A., good to have you back with us, sir. Great to be here. Thanks. I, I want to just kind of ask you how you're doing personally, because the last time we visited, it was right after you had lost your house. You were still sort of doing the fundraising uh, to be able to deal with all of that. And you were relocating to Oklahoma. You were just making the plans to do that or had just moved. Uh, give us an update on on what's happening with you personally. I'm assuming you did make the move to Oklahoma and you re- reestablished there and things continue on. Well, first of all, I just want to thank um, the people that contributed to the fire relief. I mean, we were, my wife and I, Peggy, were just blown away by the the generosity of our guests from those who contributed to the fire relief. And we were able to purchase, (coughs) excuse me, a beautiful home in Oklahoma. Um, And we're we're back up and running. We're doing YouTube. We're working on um, different videos. I'm actually on episode four of the Armature Trail of a Nephilim series. And, you know, a a lot happened in that year. We went from the fire to the death of my brother's wife um, of a brain tumor. She had been holding on for almost two years, and she passed away uh, early, well, mid-December, shortly after my birthday on the 14th. And then my wife's mother, our, our, my mother-in-law, uh, passed away in early January, followed by Rich Shaw just a couple of months ago. Richard and I did 10 films together. So it's been a heck of uh, the last nine months. It's been unbelievable. And I've been well, really I'm sorry to hear about saying, Richard. I, I, I'm really yeah. sorry to hear about Richard. He's been a guest with us before, and, and we did hear about his passing. And I know the two of you uh, were very close. So wow, it's it's been uh, quite a year for you. Yeah, it's it's. And I've been you know having back with depression, but I, I've gotten over that. I'm pretty sure it seems like I have. Um, I used to do a lot of drafting 30 years ago uh, in in the construction industry, and so. I drew up the plans for the new house. I'm working with a, a friend of mine who's an engineer and we submitted plans. And of course, they immediately got kicked back. Ah, it's too big of a house. 1,740 square feet is too big of a house. So um, based on the old footprint, which was 1,334, um, we can do, I, I think, no, it was 1,740. That's what we started, 1,740 square feet. So we kicked it back down to like 1,450 or something like that. And, and uh, so anyway, we hope to get that through the, the permit process. And the reason for this is I realize that California is a wacky state. Um, it's, you know, the communist state of California. 
but I've been out there for 45 years in the Santa Monica Mountains, and it's home. And um, I just can't let that go, and I miss it. I'm homesick. Okay, so, so you're really so building. so you're planning to go back to California at this point? Yeah, eventually. I mean, we'll definitely rebuild the house first, and then see what the Lord would have us do. But the Lord, the Lord never really released me from the property. We went through all the um, the things we could do. We we before we came to Oklahoma, we went to the property one last time, and yeah, you know, all we saw was burned out debris. We hadn't scraped it yet. And we prayed over it and released it back to the Lord. Well, you know, fast forward five or six months later, it's May, and I get the, get the email that they're going to scrape the property. FEMA's finally going to come up and scrape the property. And I can't tell you how viscerally emotional that day was for me, and I couldn't figure out why. So when we went back there to review what was going on, um, we met with our engineer, um, and we toyed with the idea of maybe drawing plans and and lawyers were there for this class action lawsuit that we're part of. Um, FEMA people were there and just a whole bevy of people we were talking to. And so finally, it's the end of the afternoon. My wife had gone off with my daughter about two or three hours earlier. So I'm alone on the property and I'm on the upper part where there was a beautiful deck, which we looked down the canyon to the ocean. And it's kind of melancholy. It's like 430, 5 o'clock in the afternoon and the sun's starting to get low in the horizon. And I walk down to this place where I stacked river rock like, like 39 years before. And uh, when I was doing that, the Lord had told me when I was stacking the rock that you're doing this for yourself. This is your land. And I, I couldn't believe that because I was three months behind in rent. I was living in the guest house. I was renting it from the previous owner and I had a house on the market. Jimmy Carter was president. The interest rates were 21%. The house wasn't selling. There was no cash flow. I was three months behind in the rent. So I went to him. I said, look, I'll landscape your property. And that's why I'm on my hands and knees with River Rock, making all these like circles and planners and all this stuff. And the Lord speaks to me very clearly and says, this is yours. You're doing it for yourself. Well, I just said, Lord, how was that possible? Seven years later, we closed escrow. And at that time, when I got that word from the Lord, I was a brand new Christian. That's why it's 39 years ago. I had not met my wife yet. And yet seven years later, my wife and I closed escrow. So fast forward to this May 2019, and I'm down there at that same circle of rock, which survived the fire, and it's still there, although the tree that was planted in the middle of it burnt. And the Lord tells me, pick up a stone, pick up one of the rocks. So I reach down and I pick up one. It's, it's, it's in my hand now. It's right on my desk. And the Lord says, this is your promised stone. The land is yours. And I just, I just broke down. I just wept. And uh, so I came back and I called my, my friend who's an engineer and, and I, I bought a used drafting table for 250 bucks and a drafting arm and, uh, uh, you know, got my skills back up. And lo and behold, we drew up the plans and submitted them and we're going to resubmit them again next week. So it's a giga Crete house. For those of you who want to see what we're building, it's called a giga, G-I-G-A Crete, like the island, giga Crete or like concrete, hmm. giga Crete. The stuff's amazing. It's a fireproof home, metal studs with this foam which slips in. You just got to, it's hard to explain, but you watch the DVD. Wow, a fireproof the, home. I, I didn't know, I didn't know there was such a thing as a fireproof home, but uh, it sounds like that would, that would be the thing to, uh, to have. 
Hey, I know you're a super technical guy. Every so often we're losing a word here and there. I don't know if it's a mic issue or, or your oh, wow. connection, but it's, it's, it's workable. But I just want to mention that to you in case there's any adjusting you can do on your end. Uh, tell us. I uh, if you guys want to call me on the phone at the break, we could do that and I'll pick it up on the phone. We have no, we yeah, we're, we have no breaks on our new format. So we are commercial okay, free. Right. Which is fantastic. You're you're good enough. You're good enough for what we're doing here. So okay, I, was, right. I was I was I was checking your website, and uh, it's been a while since we've had you on. And I noticed uh, a couple of new uh, a couple of new DVDs that are out. But before we get into that, um, have we just had disclosure? But it's sort of like no big deal now because everything else that's going on. Like I read a news article a few days ago that the Navy said we are now tracking UFOs. And I thought to myself, why is this not like some big story that now the Navy has come out and said that we are tracking these, these UFOs. And uh, that to me seemed historic, but nobody else seemed to give it much attention. Well, I was just at Branson at the Branson conference with Steve Quayle. And it was a great conference, 3000 people. Fantastic. Really well, well put together. Hats off to Quail. He did just a marvelous job, and everything from security of the tables and and uh, I mean, I was I was on fire, and I mean that. I, I was exhorting the audience and basically stating that we are on the second rung of disclosure. This isn't soft disclosure anymore. Um, that was you know a couple of years ago. This is this is hardcore disclosure. And when you've got shows that are on the Discovery Channel with Luis Elizondo, who was on Tucker Carlson just a little while ago, basically stating when Tucker asked him, does the United States government have debris from crash UFOs? And Elizondo looks right at the camera and says, yes. And Tucker says it again, asked the question, are you saying that the United States government has wreckage from a downed UFO? And Luis Elizondo looks right at the camera, he sort of pretends and he hands off and he goes, well, you know, Tucker, I really respect my NDA, my non-disclosure agreement, but the short answer to that is yes. <laughs> well, you know, Mr. Elizondo, with all due respect, sir, if you, if you really valued your NDA, um, you would you would have just said, I cannot confirm or deny that that question and moved on. But she looked right at the camera twice and stated, yes, this was a scripted deal on Tucker Carlson. And it was made, uh, it was scripted. It, it was it was a managed agenda by the deep state, in my opinion, to roll out, to see what, to roll out the ongoing disclosure of the UFO phenomenon and to see what the American people would do, which is basically nothing, which is just astounding when you think about it. You would think that pastors would begin to start talking about this, but most of them don't. And they just, you know, they, they do what they do and that's up to them. And I can't judge them, but you know, I do what I do. And so Branson was uh, in your face. I, I had tons of video. I was on fire. And basically the, the title of it was, you will not be deceived. Uh, when Jesus says that, let, you know, even the elect would be deceived if that were possible. What the heck is he talking about? Even the elect would be deceived if that were possible. So in other words, something is coming, which is unprecedented. And Jesus warns us, and I think we're in the window of time where this unprecedented event is the so-called revealing or the revealing of the so-called extraterrestrial. And every Friday on the, on the uh, Ancient Aliens series, they, they bag that, they just bang that drum. We were seated here by extraterrestrials. They visit us, ancient astronauts. That's what they, they're constantly promulgating that. And the only person, there's a few of us out here, you know, Steve Quayle is doing it, Tim Alberino's doing it, uh, Billy Crone's doing it. There's a few of us out here that are banging the drum and saying, hey guys, you know, something's going on here. We need to start talking about this stuff. 
And so we do. Tom Horn does. Obviously, Gary Stearman does. I've been on that show numerous times and continue to do so. And Gary was the keynote speaker at, at the event. So, look, disclosure is ongoing, and it is, it is the mega lever, Jim. I mean, this is the – when they finally show up, it's a mega lever. It changes everything. My prayer is – and my belief is the church will not be here for that. But I could be wrong. And if it is, now what? And the bottom line is we're already seeing so much that 20 years ago we couldn't have imagined. The fact that this is now not on coast to coast, it's on Tucker Carlson. Primetime Fox News, unprecedented. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to open up the phone lines and take phone calls and also questions by email. And we already have some questions that have come in. The email address is jim at christianmoney.com. If you're listening and you want to send a question over by email, jim at christianmoney.com. We always take questions first, however, by phone. And our call-in line tonight is 888-287-3316, 888-287-3316. You'll be put on hold, and you'll be able to come on live and uh, make your comment or ask your question to L.A. Marzulli. Again, 888-287-3316. L.A., a lot of people wanted me to ask you about these so-called cigar-shaped objects which keep mm-hmm. popping up in the news sure. uh w- what is the story on this well you know the whole ufo flap has been going on for you know for for decades if not hundreds of years if not thousands of years um these are just more craft that we're seeing uh they can shift they can appear and then let me let me just give you an explanation okay which which might might you know shed light on this we know that satan can come as an angel of light the Greek word is metaskitsmata, and Gus Dizdar taught me this. In other words, the ability to shapeshift, to change your appearance in any one. So there's a guy that lives north of Sedona. He and his wife bought this, like, 20-acre parcel of land or 40-acre, whatever it was. It was a small ranch. And the Lord said, you know, when you go out and you, and you bless the land, go from fence post to fence post, because it was fenced in, and anoint the land and pray above the land and below the land. So they did this. They're going fence post to fence post, and they have no idea why they're doing it, but they do it. They're obedient. So they're praying above and below, right? And so one night, you know, maybe months later, whatever, the guy's out there, and it's a nice starlit night, and he's looking at his property, and coming at him is this light. He's not sure what it is. Well, the light's not going away, and he realizes it's not a plane, and there's no noise. Classic UFO. And this thing comes at him, and he's at one end of his property, looking at the other end, and this object is coming towards the the far end of his property. And when it hits his property line, it stops. It just abruptly stops. It goes to the left, to the right, and then up, and then down. And he realizes it's like, it's almost like he can't pass. And at that point, this rancher begins to verbally out loud rebuke this thing in Jesus' name. Now, he has no film of this, but I spoke at great length with him and believe his story. And this is right from the horse's mouth, as it were. He said this thing changed shape into a dragon and flew away. Wow. Yeah. And so the cigar shape is one of many. You get triangles, you get the classic discs, cigars, boomerang. It comes in all different shapes and sizes. Cigar shapes were seen a lot at the turn of the last century. Um, you know, these airships, they used to call them. But they're back again. You'll also see, uh, it's just, I mean, the, the snake-like UFO has been appearing 
um, all over the place recently. So the phenomenon is ongoing. It's burgeoning. It's not going away. And now that it's mainstream, it's like all of a sudden people like me um, are looked at, well, maybe, maybe this crazy Marzulli guy, maybe I need to take a look at this guy. I used to think he was a tin foil hat wearer, but as Tucker Carlson said, maybe we shouldn't be uh, pointing the finger here. Maybe there's something going on. And of course, there is something going on. And that, that's why I do what I do and write the books and create the DVDs and, and everything else. I mean, I've been, look, Jim, I've been banging this drum since 1990. I mean, full time. 1990. The Nephilim trilogy came out in 99. And then from there, you know, it's 20 years of, of constant research, constant product, uh, content, content, content in the field, tons of research. And it's ongoing. We haven't stopped. I mean, it's just, you know, we, we've got, we were over in Europe and we, we, I filmed my first crop circle this year with the drone. Um, it was very close to Stonehenge, England. And uh, it was in a, a field um, that had not been plowed yet, and we flew the drone over it and filmed it, and I'll be showing that in an upcoming film. But uh, look, this stuff is, is real burgeoning and not going away, and I've been saying this literally for decades, and now it's at the point where it becomes critical mass. It's like, you know, are you guys going to start listening, or are you just going to sit there with your head in the sand and not warn your parishioners, not warn your congregants of the coming great deception, because in essence, that's what it is. And it'll be too late at, if they don't too warn late. them now and, exactly. and the event happens, people will, will be deceived. I don't know if you heard any of my first segment. I, I watched some of your show, which, by the way, uh, for those that uh, listen to TalkStream Live and KGRA, uh, mm-hmm. you can get L.A. Marzulli's show. It's on Thursday nights. It, is that right? It's Thursday night? Correct. Yeah, and so you were talking on your last show about what's going on with the president, and I was talking about that in in my first segment. Right. And R- Rush Limbaugh said this week, he said, "This is a cold civil war. There, there's no shooting, but but we are absolutely in a civil war." And when I saw what yeah. Adam Schiff did this week, which is they demanded this this transcript of this phone call, then when they got it, there was nothing in there. Uh, it, it was like, well, we thought that was going to be the smoking gun and there wasn't anything. So he made up like his own whole story of what he hoped right. it would say. And he, he shared that. And then later when he was challenged, he said, well, it was a parody. And it's almost like these people are making up their own reality, whatever they want it to be. It's, it's like a delusion has come upon them. Is that your thought? What I'm seeing is an orchestrated attempt by the deep state to go up against Trump and those who would take down the cabal. Um, let's walk through some of this stuff. You look at Epstein and, you know, the fact that he was murdered in his cell. Uh, gee, isn't that convenient? The guy gets moved on a Friday. He gets killed on Saturday. Um, you know, he was supposed to have paper sheets. The cameras are working all oh, convenient, convenient. The guards that are there really aren't guards, and it just goes on and on and on. And by the they way, isn't it interesting course. how the media has completely dropped that story of Epstein? It's like it never yeah. happened. Yeah, like it never happened, just like you do with everything. The real story here, this is this is FISA Gate 2.0. This is Russia Gate 2.0. The real culprit is, and can you imagine, Bill Maher said this, and I don't like him. I think he's foul and uncouth, but that's my opinion. And with all due respect to him. <laughs> But he said something which I thought was really interesting. He said, you know, if, if it had been uh, John Dunier that was uh, getting paid 50000 a month from the Ukrainian government, Rachel Maddow 
would be all over this like white on rice. And he's totally right. The fact yeah. that Biden's son, somehow, can you imagine $50,000 a month? Some people, that's the entire yearly salary. This guy knows nothing about the gas industry. And the fact that Biden, in his own words, and Trump has made a commercial showing exactly what Joe Biden did on the show, and he's gloating. He's acting like a real macho, tough guy. You know, I went there and I said, you either fire this guy or you, you don't get the billion dollars. You're not the president. Oh, yeah, call. Like, I mean, like, it's like, it's a shakedown. And, and, and now we're supposed media, to believe that we're now supposed to believe he didn't do that when he has there's a video of him doing it. But we're just supposed to. Well, nonsense. don't look at that video. He really didn't do that. <laughs> look, let's get back to the Civil War deal. We are at. at, at and I don't know what's going to happen. Um, it is a cold civil war. Um, I've been calling for a 10 million man march on Washington, which is what we need to do. Um, you know, the. The left has the only thing the left can do is tax us into oblivion, round up all of our guns, control every aspect of our life, uh, create phony situations like the whole climate gate thing and hold up Greta Thunberg as the second coming of Jesus. Thank you, Sarah Silverman, which is an insult to every Christian on the planet. Are you kidding me? But of course, she never says anything about Muslims that way. Gee, I wonder why. But I don't know where it's going to go. I just know everywhere I go. In the circles that I'm in, people have had it up to their eyeballs with this nonsense. And so how do we change it? The deep state has been in control. Tucker Carlson this week did an expose on Harry Truman. And now Harry Truman regretted that he ever created a deep state. So from Truman, you get Eisenhower. From Eisenhower, you get Kennedy. Kennedy was not supposed to win the election. Wasn't. It was Nixon all the way. Nixon's always been a player on some level, although people will disagree with that. But whatever. The bottom line, Kennedy gets him. Three strikes are out, JFK. He wants to abolish the Federal Reserve. Can't do that. He wants to bring from Vietnam. Are you kidding me? With all the opium triangle stuff over there? Oh, wait, LA, we would never do that. Look at Afghanistan. I, I, I talked about this on my show this week. Afghanistan is at the highest level of opium production in their history. It's almost three to four times before 9-11. That's how much opium is coming out. How many people die from opioids? Uh, every every month here or every year for what is it forty thousand a month or something insane like that? I don't know what the figures are, but they're 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 unbelievable. How many? And everybody's worried about uh, these these electric cigarettes now. That's the big focus. Yeah. Not that it, not, I mean those sound yeah. those sound dangerous that's too, but that's that's a speck compared to what's going on with that. It's unbelievable. So you know the bottom line is Kennedy bring our boys over to Vietnam. He wants to get rid of the the Federal Reserve, but he also said on the record. I want to shatter the CIA into a thousand pieces. Well, guess who the deep state was back then? Guess who the deep state is right now? And the fact that I'm even talking about it, I'm still alive, just shows you that they're, they're so arrogant and so filled with hubris. It's just unbelievable. I believe, and I'm just, I just alleging from everything I've ever read, that this was a deep state coup. Uh, we have not had a president since then, except for Ronald Reagan, and they tried to kill him too, and then he played ball. And then since then, there's been, been nobody except Donald J. Trump, who was never in a million years supposed to win. Every single poll had Hillary up by four or five. One poll had her up by 16 points. There was no way she was going to lose. The only poll that had Donald Trump up by three points was the L.A. Times. And th th that guy did his homework. And that's what Trump basically, you know, got her. And uh, it's over. And, they, they and Chuck Schumer said... 
Schumer said if if you cross the intelligence community, they'll yeah, get you six ways to Sunday. Yeah, and that's and that's that's exactly what's going on here. All this is nothing more than RussiaGate 2.0, and this is why there needs to be a million men or ten million men or twenty million men, men and women, wa- walking on Washington and demand demand accountability, demand term limits in in the House of Representatives, so we don't get the gridlock, the Schumers, the Pelosi's, the um, in the Senate, the, the McConnells, the fact that that the weasel Paul Ryan comes out and writes a nasty book against Trump. I guess whose side he's on? I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's un- I've never seen a president who's been so attacked, who's been slandered. I mean, can you imagine living in that man's shoes? What he goes through. I mean, these yeah, and, and even the people stuff. in his own, the people in his it, own, yeah, his own office circle. there. Right. His own right. inner circle there are 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 like yeah, leaking his information out, and then now they're after yeah. him because he's putting his phone call transcripts onto a private, like not a private, but a secured high security server. And this is a guy who's having all of his phone calls leaked, and they're saying, "Well, why would he put the you know his phone calls onto this uh, secure server?" Well, you wonder why. I mean, uh, well, from and my understanding, it, Obama did the same thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, I, I read the transcript of the phone call and, you know, to try to make a case for impeachment out of this, it's it's like it's it's witch hunt. This is like medieval torture stuff. I mean, it's like, you know, you will confess. We'll keep torturing you until you confess. We'll keep torturing you, Mr. Trump, until you step down. Uh, it's just absolute nonsense. And the fact that the Republicans in the Senate are essentially dead, that Mitch McConnell doesn't do doodly squat is is just appalling. You've got Jim Jordan. And you've got uh, Devin Nunez, who are leading leading the fight against this thing. You've got reporters like Sarah Carter uh, and Solomon, John Solomon, who are, you know, digging down. Look, the fact that Hunter Biden walks away with $50,000 a month for doing nothing, for sitting on the board, the fact that Biden on a, on a public radio or public television show admits that he basically pressured Biden. If that's not a shakedown, I don't know what is. You'll fire this guy, you won't get the billion dollars. Let me see. That sounds like the mafia to me. And, and yeah, that's given and, a and that doesn't somehow. even include L.A. That doesn't even factor in uh, the China deal, which nobody's talking about the Biden, Hunter about. Biden China deal, which is even bigger than the money that he got from Ukraine. And I read an article today that was a fascinating analysis that said that the Chinese, the reason why they're not dealing with Trump with this whole tariff war is they're waiting out for about another year, uh, year and three, four months because they own the Bidens. And if they can get Joe Biden in, then they get whatever they want. Again, they can steal all of our trade secrets, our military secrets, our intellectual property run rough shot over us. And they're back in business. If they just wait us out 15 months and get Biden in. And, and this is what's terrifying. These people who sold out the country I mean, the fact that Hillary Clinton gets up and starts talking about corruption, I mean, it's just like it's laughable, totally laughable. I mean, Uranium One, I mean, seriously, Hillary, how many emails did you did you destroy and bleach your servers <laughs> and everything else? And we're supposed to believe this nonsense? I mean, the corruption level is, um, you know, the Hillary Clinton body count. What did happen to Seth Rich? Well, no one will do anything. Uh, these people are protected in ways that, that would defy us. Look, the Vietnam War... That's the golden triangle. They were bringing the heroin out, the same thing. The CIA, in my opinion, uh, uses that money to, to fund all their black ops stuff. The same thing is going on in Afghanistan. You would think that the first thing we would do 
as a moral country, if we really were a moral country, would be to wipe out those opium fields. No, instead, opium, opium harvests there in Afghanistan are basically at an all-time high. That's unprecedented. And the fact that we can talk about this stuff and still remain alive, in, in, in essence, is incredible. Um, you know, they, can, they can't get us all. But I got to tell you, Jim, I'm censored on Twitter, on YouTube, on Google. I'm censored, I found out, on Vimeo, where people wanted to buy one of our Vimeos, and, and they, wouldn't, they wouldn't allow the credit, to, you know, the transaction to take place. Um, we were also censored on Facebook. We are being censored on all sorts of platforms, and it's just me. I'm just one little lonely guy who happens to be a Christian conservative. Oh, and they're watching us. Uh, They suspended my Facebook. Uh, They suspended me from Facebook for three days uh, about a month ago. And and all I did was I shared a Breitbart article. I didn't even write my own comment on it. I just did the share of a Breitbart article. And the reason I was suspended, they said, was that I, I shared content that contained nudity. And it was a Not Breitbart that. article. So, so I, I like, yeah. you know, I did the appeal and contacted them and everything and they just, they don't respond. There's just, they, no, they and you got to wonder too, do you have any thoughts as to, you know, in this country where we, where we have, you know, you go to, you go to lunch, you got 30 places to choose from. Right. But when it comes to social media and the internet and Google and all this, there's five companies that run everything and there's no, no alternative. Why are there not 10 Facebooks. Uh, There's got to be a reason behind that. I mean, there must be something, uh, some force limiting us having alternatives to these four or five companies. Well, there is, we are, we are being herded into a global, a global government. I mean, there's no doubt about that. A global government. I mean, that's what, that's the end game here. It's the Soros agenda. It's the global government government. It's, it's globalism on steroids. That's why they trot out some, you know, basically a neo-Nazi, this Greta Thunberg, who's going, how dare you? How dare you? And then I watched a clip of her <laughs> with a panel of other people without the script, and she's just this little 14-year-old kid who can't put a sentence together. The guy asked her a simple question, well, what's your platform? And she says, and she had no answer. It was unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Um, and, you know, when, when you take away her script and her teleprompter or whatever, uh, you know, and the whole thing is, it, it, there is no climate change that we know of. Look, Christians should be the, the most uh, aware and the most sensitive people in regard to the environment because we believe that it's God's creation and we should be good stewards of that. I'm not backing off that for a second. But this whole climate change thing, we've been told for decades, you know, the earth has another 10 years, the earth has another 20 years. And, and, and people like, you know, AOC, who want to get rid of all air travel and, and tax cows, for cow flatulence, it's just—I mean, it's just the forty-one trillion dollar, the yeah. new green deal for forty-one trillion. Yeah, yeah. how's that going to work? Well, it's not. You'll bankrupt <laughs> the country, and you'll be just like Venezuela. And why don't you spend two weeks in Venezuela and go down there and tell us what a great social, you know, social paradise it is, what, how socialism really works? There's a pastor down there that we've been interviewing since before it really got nasty, and. Uh, the guy's down there, and he warned us of this. He told us, you know, this is like two years ago, that, well, in another six months, it's going to get really dire. And, and sure enough, it has to the point where, you know, millions of people have left the country. There, there's nothing to eat. There's nothing to do. There's nothing. The whole place is utterly collapsed. Sometimes water doesn't flow. 
sometimes electrical, you know, the basic necessities of life are not there. And Venezuela at one time was a very prosperous country. So what it's doing is it's setting up this huge chain reaction throughout the entire South American continent. These refugees have to go somewhere in these other countries like Peru and Colombia and, you know, other places. They, they, can't, they can't deal with and we were in Ecuador. We were in Ecuador last summer for 10 days, yeah. and uh, we met a lot of the Venezuelans that had come over. They come over with nothing. I mean, literally the clothes on their back and they have nothing. And they're, the government there is doing everything they can to help them. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is what we're being told is the next best thing is to turn our country into that. And, and it just, my wife and I, we watch this stuff and we, we look at each other and we think, how could a rational thinking person believe these things? And we, we just, we, we can't process that. And, and the only thing we keep going back to is this, you know, end time, you know, God giving them over to a delusion. I mean, even like the people in California, it is so bad there now with the homeless and the aggressive panhandling that a McDonald's in Sacramento put up a sound horn that they blast like every 30 seconds that scares away the homeless, this really loud sound. And now they're uh, facing legal action for having that, that uh, sound up. But the homeless are so aggressive that the people are afraid to go through the drive through but yet they want more of that. It's like as, as bad as it gets, they want to double and triple and quadruple down on it. And it just makes no logical sense. Well, you know, let, let, let's make sure we legislate plastic straws or like, you know, Gavin <laughs> Newsom talks about we'll, we'll bring all the illegal alien sanctuary cities and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, San Francisco, uh, the amount of human feces, garbage, homelessness, disease, same thing in Los Angeles. I mean, all these countries, all these cities are run by liberal Democratic mayors, and this is what we have to show for it. There's also something that no one's addressing. Where did the homelessness crisis come from? I'll tell you where it came from, in my opinion. And someone really needs to do some stats on this. Under the Obama years, the GDP, and you, you as an expert know this, the GDP didn't grow. I mean, it was pretty much flatlined. And everybody was taxed into oblivion. And guess what? A lot of businesses did what? They downsized. Who's the first people that go? The bottom feeders, people at the yep. bottom. And guess what? Those people at the bottom, low-paying jobs, all of a sudden, you know, they've been working someplace for 10 years. They think it's good. They got a nice little condo that they bought a couple of years back. Or they, you know, they saved up some money. All of a sudden, they get laid off, and they miss two or three payments, and uh, they buy a Winnebago, and now they're homeless. And, and, I and the wonder, Obamacare, the the mandate of Obamacare on the small business owner, right. that was was huge. And even today's young people, um, with with all the student loans they have and everything else, they're they're happy with like an 800 square foot little place with a bed and a bathroom because they don't want to even buy homes now because of what they kind of inherited from from all of that. There's there's a lot of issues in this economy and and Trump has turned it around. I mean things are things are starting to percolate and everything's going starting to go great again, but it's taken him this long to do it and they want to get rid of him uh, because he is. He's going to be invincible in another year or so where the economy keeps growing like it is. Yeah, and no, no one will touch him on that. But I think that the homeless crisis can be inexorably linked back to the Obama fiscal, fiscal plans um, and, and, and fiscal ideas. Because what he did, um, he hamstrung small business, 
Obamacare was a total disaster. You know, like like in, in your in your in your prequel, if you have your plan, you can keep your plan. Well, that's an absolute lie. They knew that. They knew it right from the beginning. Uh, the moment it, it came through, the first thing that happened was we had a great plan. We got canceled, and then we wound up paying <laughs> twice as much for the same insurance. So I mean, it's just nonsense. The whole thing is nonsense. But I think that the the homeless people, um, the homeless crisis in this country, can be linked back to the Obama years. That's where it comes from. That's we never had this before, Obama. And all of a sudden, eight years of Obama, eight years. Imagine if Hillary gotten him. So, you know, there's been a, a, a bit of a reprieve here. But I got to tell you, man, you know, with with everything that's going on, um, it, it I don't know, you know, Rush talks about a cold civil war. It's exactly where we are. The question is, do certain states begin to pull away? Do certain states coalesce uh, with the people and go, you know what? We're not going to do this. We don't believe this. Uh, we, we value our constitution and we want the America. We want, we, this is what, this is what they would say. We want secure borders. We don't believe in sanctuary cities. We want low taxes. We want a smaller government. We want term limits. And, you know, we want to be able to do what the constitution allows us to do. And you're not, you're not doing that. And, and you know, one I of mean, the flashpoints, one of the flashpoints, L.A., that I think is is coming at some point here in, in a handful of years or less is when the these the red states are going to be asked or forced to, to bail out the blue states. So so the, the oh, Illinois, oh. the New Jersey's, the New York's, the California's, the, these places that are, are imploding financially are going to yeah. need a bailout. And when my money, when I'm being asked to pay for that that's going to be when people stop paying their taxes. I mean, that's going to be, I think the point where civil disobedience and worse begins to happen well, because look, these it, policies are just causing these states to go work. bankrupt. They, they don't work. But again, the, the Democrats are the party of death. They're for abortion on demand, including, you know, if the baby is born alive, we get to kill it. I mean, that's infanticide. It's, it's hard to believe that we're even talking about this in the 21st century, but it's here. And people need to understand that there is such a divide, such a schism between what, as Christians, we believe and what the left believes. I mean, it's, it's Russia's right. We are in a cold civil war. The question is, where does it, how do you reconcile when, when you've got people that are calling for um, not only uh, Trump's impeachment, but Kavanaugh's impeachment? So in other words, and this is the way the game is played. You can make up anything from 35 years ago. Just have anybody pay them some money or whatever they're doing. Um, and she's a Democratic op. There's, there's no doubt about it. And she comes up and she just makes this story up. And here's this guy, his entire life, his entire life, everything he's done is dragged in front of the public. And he's literally publicly eviscerated. So it's like Judge Thomas you know, it's a public lynching is what it amounts to. Can you imagine if, if Trump if Trump had can you imagine if Trump gets one more pick like in the next few months here? It, 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 they are can terrified. you imagine what would happen if if he uh, I mean, it, they must have the women already uh, in casting to to, to uh, him oh, be yeah. smart to, to pick a oh, woman. Yeah. Uh, but then they probably have. Uh, uh, men saying something. that the woman raped yeah. the men. Uh, they, oh, yeah. they, they, they've they've got to have some plan. they got to have something. They'll, they'll find something. And here's the deal. If it does go through, I mean, there's so many tipping points 
which could turn this thing into, we no longer want to live with you. We don't want to be with you anymore. And that, that's where it's becoming. It's like, you know, he talks about a cold civil war. That's where we are. It's like, you know what? I'm tired of, I'm tired of being a lecture by a 14-year-old girl who sits there and nothing about anything and is reading off some script from some George Soros founded God knows whatever. I'm tired of hearing all these crazy women with pink hats running around going, you know, kill the babies, basically, my body, my choice. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of being uh, people like Elizabeth Warren uh, talking about taxes, taxes, and raising the taxes, and taxing the wealthy, and taxing this. That They have no offer. They have nothing else to offer except raise the taxes so they can have a big bloated government and live off of that. I'm sick of it. And I think millions and millions and millions of Americans are too. The question is, is it, does it become like, like Pakistan and India, you know, uh, in the last century, where people flee? People just, there's just this mass exodus of people leaving certain areas because of, you know, religious persecution. And yeah, I, I think the migration kind of is, the, the migration has already begun. You're seeing like in Florida here, I mean, I can I get on my little uh, motorcycle and, and do you know drive around my neighborhood. There's got to be eight or nine houses uh, under construction within like a four blocks, four square blocks of my house. I mean, they're moving here, but but then they're also moving offshore. Uh, we we were in Ecuador uh, covering um, a story of all the Americans that are moving moving to Ecuador because of the, right. the cost of living there and, and Americans they're fleeing to Panama, they're fleeing to Mexico, they're fleeing to Ecuador. You know, you'd think, could it ever, be, I mean, could you imagine in the 1950s telling someone that there'll come a time when things get so crazy here that people actually move to what would be borderline, you know, third world type countries uh, to, to get away from what's going on here. No one would believe it, but you know, this is what's happening. People are taking their social security, their little retirement uh, pensions, right. and they're, they're going right. offshore because they, they're just sick of it. They're sick of all of this well, is going I, on. I, and my, my friends in Chicago, I, they tell me the same thing. They're losing their houses in Chicago. My aunt who has a little house in the suburbs it's eight huh. nine thousand a year for her property taxes. Uh, that yeah, she yeah, has her house yeah. paid off, but she's got to come up with seven or eight hundred a month just to pay the property taxes, or they take wow. her little house away from her. I mean, it's just nuts. But uh, See, is, we are almost out of time. And, and, uh, yeah, well, they do have a senior freeze, but it's still. Uh, creeps up a certain amount and the taxes are so crazy yeah. there. And if they don't get you there on your house, they'll get you on the toll roads, on the $30 an hour to park downtown, uh, all the different things that they do, the gas taxes, you know, everything else. Yeah. I mean, everywhere you go and you think, well, look, I don't mind paying all this money if I'm driving on uh, roads that are paved in gold, but <laughs> all the money there is <laughs> stolen. Almost every governor goes to prison. It's just yeah. unbelievable. L.A. Marzulli has a show on Thursday nights. Now, it, it, I'm looking here, and it's got two different times on your, on your KGRA page. It says Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, but then it also says every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So is it like rebroadcast? No, or? no it, it, it's 6, six Eastern. Six Eastern. Okay, Five six Eastern. Eastern on KGR. So you, if people uh, listening, you can go to 
kgrradio.com. You can get it there. You can also go to talkstreamlive.com and click on the KGRA uh, button there. And L.A., is there like a player or something on your website, lamarzuli.net, or on your blog that they can listen there as well? It's, it's my YouTube channel, L.A. Marzuli. Okay, right, because you're simulcasting with video. You're you're ahead of me on that. And you're also uh this becomes a download later, I would assume. It's on Spreaker or Correct. iTunes or one yeah. of those uh as well. So they can just do a Google search for that. Now tell me about uh these latest projects because uh we haven't had John in a while and I, I'm seeing there's uh secrets of the supernatural. There's also UFO disclosure, uh, the, the two latest videos. Uh, tell us about the latest products and how people can get those. Well, the best place to go is lamarzuli.net. That's the website. We've got running all sorts of specials. Christmas is coming. Uh, the UFO disclosure book, I believe, is a must read. I mean, seriously, if you know nothing about the phenomenon, you need to arm yourself with what's not coming, but what's already here, what's already manifesting. The Tucker Carlson, for crying out loud, on Fox News is discussing it. So you can remain ignorant or you can arm yourself with information. And I've been uh, in this for, for decades. But my new film series is called On the Trail of a Nephilim. Uh, it will be 30, 40 films. I mean, I don't know how many we're going to do until I mean, take out or we're you know, taken home or whatever it is. But right now there's, uh, there's three episodes in it. I'm working on the fourth one. And we delve into everything – um, right now, we're talking about the mounds, uh, which which basically go from the all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. And modern-day archaeologists insist that Native Americans built them. Well, we say, yeah, America, Native Americans built the smaller ones, but they didn't have the math, the geometry. They didn't have a solar alignment. They didn't know about an 18-and-a-half-year lunar calendar. They didn't know about this stuff, and they admit that they didn't know about this stuff. And they didn't have and drones to that, go up there and uh, check to make sure they were perfect and, and like they are in your drone shots in these videos, which are fascinating. It's like, I, I wonder if we could even build them today, the, those mounds, if we could just, I mean, I know we have uh, advanced technology, but but nonetheless, um, there's certain things we can't replicate. I understand we can't replicate the Great Pyramids, uh, even with our current technology, uh, but these mounds are fascinating. There's one video here I'm looking at, mathematical mysteries of yeah. the mound builders, and then there's different packages here, folks, so if you want to get, uh, there's like discounts if you get a book and a video together, and I see like a, a $29.99 package here and, and other things, uh, but you want to also get on the email list, uh, which I'm on. Uh, is there still the monthly magazine that, that comes out by yeah. email? Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. I get yeah, that. Yeah, I, website, LA Mar yeah. Uh, it's LAMarzuli.net. Correct. Very good. And we've so we've got all this and uh, the speaking engagements. The last thing I want to touch on, I've never been to one of these uh, like prophecy deals, but I was looking at your uh, site today and you're like a regular speaker at these. One of these, it, it had like uh, it's called the Watchers Conference or something coming up and it's got like 20 speakers uh, coming to it. These look like, I mean, big things. I I, I mean, I've never been to one of these. I've come to see you speak, of course, uh, on a couple of occasions, yeah. but I've never been to one of these big conferences. Do like thousands of people come to these conferences? Well, the, the one in Branson was 3,000 people. That was UFOs. That was incredible. The one in San Antonio, I think, 
which we're going to this weekend, is probably about four to 500. Um, the Watchers weekend will probably be upwards around 500. Same thing out in, in the California and Irvine. Uh, but yeah, I mean, these are, these are big conferences. People are hungry, and that's why people go to these things, because they're not hearing it in church. And there's a variety of speakers that will try to warn of, of where we are in the timeline and what's going on. I mean, I'll be talking about um, uh, the whole UFO disclosure thing, even if it's just a 15 or 20 minute update before I go to my normal presentation. Um, and down in, in San Antonio this weekend, I'll be talking about the Fatima apparitions 101 years ago in Fatima, Portugal, which basically set a precedent to accept these so-called sun miracles. But what if we have a picture from 1917 that clearly shows a disc-like object hovering above the crowd, which we have in our possession, which we weren't supposed to get, but we got. So uh, that thing lay dormant. Yeah, I'm so fascinated by that, by that Fatima story. We've had you on and actually two or three other guests on to talk about Fatima. And, and I'll tell you what, I have some Catholic friends and, and if you bring up, like, if you even just like ask them, Hey, do you ever wonder about Fatima that maybe something else was going on? It's like a total meltdown. I mean, they are, they are totally convinced that that was Mary and it, you know, right. you can't even, you can't even have that discussion with them, but uh, there's so much on your site and we, we really appreciate uh, everything that you're doing. I sure hope you're doing well. We remember you in our prayers. I'm so glad to, uh, to hear you're doing well and you're going back to California. It sounds like that's God's plan for you. And also you continue to promote jingos. So <laughs> everybody that, uh, if you don't know what jingos is, I'm just, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's a, a great product that LA talks about sometimes on his show. Uh, but it's sitting right there in the video shot. You'll see it, uh, jingos. And I like that you have fun, uh, also because, you know what? In the end, uh, we can't take this all too seriously. We've got to have a little bit of uh, humor about it or we'll go crazy, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Very good. LAMarzuli.net is one of the sites. The other one is LAMarzuli.wordpress.com. Thank you so much, sir, for being with us, and we sure hope you'll visit us again soon. Hope so. I hope to see you on the road. Take care, Jim. All right, Thanks. sir. God bless. Have a good night. What a great guy. And that was an interesting discussion. You know, I did not necessarily plan that we were going to go into Trump and impeachment and the deep state and all of that. But I loved it. It was it was great to uh, have that side uh, kind of get that side of L.A. Marzulli, which we we don't usually get. And, and, and that was great. And we'll certainly have to have him back to talk more about the UFOs and check out his website. A lot of great stuff. I have to tell you, if you haven't seen his videos and all that, it's top quality production. Um, I mean, literally like a Hollywood movie production, but yet these are documentaries with a lot of really good uh, information that you will enjoy and learn from as well. So check that out, lamarzuli.net. All right, another show in the can. Remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>